Hashtag SAFM Headspace. Welcome back. You're listening to The Headspace. We're trying to establish some facts about what has what is happening around the country, particularly what is happening in Waldorf Arcade in Cape Town CBD. And also now we've been told by Dr. Sibanda that is also happening in Pretoria. We're going to find out what is a fact and what is fiction, what's happening there, because uh, the messaging uh, also is of utmost importance. And we need to make sure that we clean up the statement and make sure it is actual fact and not just hyperbole. Joining us on the line is Dr. Fusmuz Sibanda, who is the chairperson of the African Diaspora Forum. You've heard what he said. I'm going to take your calls. I'm going to take your voice notes and your texts. Um, if we do have time, let's go to the calls first. Let's go to East London, Wellington. Good evening. Good evening, Naya. How are you? Well, thank you, sir. How are you? Fine, Naya. Yeah, Naya, I've got a question for you. Hello? Yes, I'm listening, sir. Go ahead. Yes, uh, what I want to ask you now uh, is that uh, do you think that these these foreigners they are just making up a story and they're just seeking uh, attention by doing that, or there is a real cause behind it? If you want to look back, how many times has xenophobia attacks happened in South Africa? So these people are just trying to take a precautionary measure to say that. Our lives now are no longer guaranteed. We are scared. That is why they are rushing to. That is why they are rushing for their own protection. You, you know, Wellington. Um, um, yes. Since you've asked me, I'm not quite sure if you really wanted my answer, but hey, I'll give it to you. Um, it, I have no problem with anyone saying whatever they want to say, as long as it is true. We stand for what is supposed to be the truth and fact. That's what we're trying to establish tonight. We have no evidence of the South African government supporting indiscriminate or any kind of killing of foreigners. For anyone to make a statement to the international community that South Africans, with the support of the South African government, is killing foreigners, that statement is not true. Yes, there I agree with you. I think the wording of it is wrong because I, uh, from what I would like to believe, it's derived from the fact that since xenophobia attacks started, there are no statistics that show the people that have been arrested in successful prosecutions, you know, to show us that this is what happened after the attack. These are the people that were arrested and these are the people that are serving sentences. So now, these foreigners, they are feeling unsafe to say that every time we are attacked and the people that attack them on a daily basis or, or, on, or on all those occasions, they are walking, they can see them walking in the streets. So they don't feel safe. So now, in order for them to be safe and to wait for another attack to happen again, this is the action that they are taking. Again, again, Wellington, I, t- I totally agree with that. Um, yes. Women in South Africa have done the very same thing, but you don't hear women in South Africa saying the South African government is supporting the killing of women in South Africa. Yes, we have seen we, we have mm-hmm. seen many farmers. Uh, they are the people that have been saying the South African government is supporting the killing of, of, of South African of, of farmers. And with the very same tenor, we ask the question, how far mm-hmm. true is that? 
we need to be able to fight for what is right using truth and not lies. We cannot go and put up messages that say South Africans are killing foreigners. The South African government is supporting the killing of foreigners. Those statements cannot be made to be true. We cannot, because we feel unsafe, make up untrue statements. That's what I'm saying tonight, that we're trying to get the message to be as accurate and true as possible. And that's what I'm trying to get to the nub of the issue, to the nitty gritties, to be as pedantic as possible. Because when you're going to say they know that their government is supporting them, this is a verbatim quote, which is false. It's not true. Do you understand, yeah, Wellington? So any I, I, and everyone is entitled. You're entitled to stand up for your safety. I'm entitled to stand up for my safety. Everyone is entitled. to. But I cannot go and say to the international community, the government is trying to kill Naye because I feel unsafe. The government is supporting people who are trying to kill Naye because I feel unsafe. I, I, I have a legitimate claim to be safe. I need to be safe and you're entitled to do that. Even our constitution protects your right to feel safe. But you cannot make a false statement that says the government and the people are out to get you. That's not a true statement, Wellington. Yes, I get you clearly there, Nye. That's why I'm saying that maybe it's probably the way they have put it across. Okay. But yes, but the main, the main point that they're trying to put to the drive here is that they are unsafe. Whenever, yes, they are unsafe. Got it. Whenever these attacks happen, you see, they don't have, you know, it, it's encouraging to hear that there was xenophobic attacks or looting of shops. These are the people that were arrested. These are the I hear you. I hear you. you I, I got I'm it. Saying? I got it. I, I totally yeah. agree with you. All right. Let me take yeah. a break. Thank you very much, Wellington. Appreciate your call. Thank I told, you. I, I totally you agree so with you. Uh, as true as possible. Across South Africa, online and on radio. SAFM, let's talk. 13 minutes after 11, you're listening to The Hidden Space with me, Nayelu Pondwana. We're in conversation with Get Dr. Sibanda, chairperson of the African Diaspora Forum, and he has given us some insight, some perspective as to what exactly is happening. Remember, what we're trying to do here on The Hidden Space is to get the actual facts of the situation and to make sure that the messaging is accurate, is true, and is factual. Now, each and every time we come on the air, we try and verify these facts and trying to corroborate all the actuality of what has been said. And that's what we're trying to do with Dr. Sabanda. No one is disputing anyone's right to feel safe and to be protected. Our constitution enjoins any and every one of us to respect and recognize all human rights. Whether you're a human from another country or a human from this country, all human rights are protected in terms of our constitution. And all of us are entitled to stand up. And these people are not stopped from standing up for their rights to feel safe. But to make false statements is abominable and objectionable. And that's why we need to have this conversation purely to get the facts and not the fiction. Dr. Saban, I'm going to give you the opportunity. I did promise I'm going to give you the opportunity to respond. This is your chance. You can respond before I take more calls. Okay. Uh, I think if, if we look at the role and the duties of the government, it is basically to protect everyone that is in the country, including foreign nationals. Correct. And what the government has done by deploying, you know, soldiers, for example, in, in, in Cape Town is an example of government, you know, responsibility and action towards, you know, uh, criminality and high levels of crime and the death rate that you're talking about in Cape Town. And that is quite, you know, commendable because that is that action that is required. Now, you then look at uh, an incident, for example, where, 
you know, there has been, you know, an attack and at, at, at a rate that is not just like what, you know, we see happening in Cape Town where we've got, you know, uh, gangs that are fighting and, you know, um, unlike a situation where you get uh, a group of people going into a street like what we saw at Julius, you know, banning shop, everything that is owned by migrants, you've got uh, truck drivers that you see that are, I mean, are being stopped on the road, that are being killed, and you see trucks being burned. I mean, the day before yesterday, we had another truck driver that was stoned, I mean, in, in, in Pumalang and all that. Now, and the level of reaction and government action toward that particular, you know, I mean, uh, incident or those incidents is what I think, you know, ordinarily people would say, but if government is not taking commensurate action, we saw, for example, on the 7th of August, you know, when uh, the migrants responded by pelting, you know, the Nyalas in, 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 in Jobek CBD. We saw, I mean, um, uh, I mean, a few days later, government responding by sending a drove of, you know, policemen and, you know, tactical problem response teams and a helicopter, you know, over that particular area, you know, to stem that particular crime. And what did we see as a means of response from government in terms of dealing with the xenophobic attacks that, you know, just passed in the last month? Even in terms of statements, you know, how they were characterized, the characterization of what was happening in the country, it did not even come out strongly to say the attack of migrants or foreign people of foreign origin in the country is unacceptable. It only, we only saw, and when the police were deployed, you know, uh, in the streets, then we saw a stop, but that was a week and a half or so plus, you know, later. And when then the people that are being attacked, and then they say that, you know, in their own interpretation and their own physiology, then say, look, what we deduce from government action here means that government is supporting this particular action when these people are victims. I mean, we know that it is common, uh, it's a very common phrase that is used where, for example, the people that are on the receiving end of injustice will always see those people that stand by and watch the perpetrators of the injustice and see them in the same light along with those that are I mean, perpetuating that kind of act because they have stood by and watched and not helped to, to stop it. But in this case, what more? The people that have a responsibility to protect them, to stop this injustice, if they are seen not to be acting, you know, um, timelessly to stop it. You know, I, I understand that, you look, you are saying that you have, I mean, you want us to get, you know, to the truth. And you're saying that people should not be saying or characterizing, you know, things in a particular way. But I'm not sure if we, um, I mean, I think, I suppose it's good. I mean, if we're going to, 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 to censor people and say, please don't speak in this way. Do not deduce things according to yourself, according to how you see it. You know, um, the deduction that people get from any situation, you know, it depends on individuals. And some people may actually characterize things a bit more harshly than others. But what we are simply saying, you have had it. I mean, we have come in here a couple of times, even before this particular incident. And we have said, look, we're not very happy with the level of response that we're receiving from government. I'm not going to, report, to repeat what the last speaker said, because that is exactly what I was going to say, to say, look, when we look at the levels of prosecution and, you know, people held to account, you know, over what has happened, you know, we don't think that it is real adequate. I mean, we have a video footage that has been doing rounds of somebody being killed in Jeep Street. That person is so visible that a photo can be taken out of that and even put in police stations to say, who is this person? Anybody has seen this person? This person needs to be arrested. We have not seen that taking place. And please, I mean, I don't know if we cannot forgive, you know, people that are under attack for coming out feeling so let down 
starting from 2008 when there are such attacks, but the level of response is almost, you know, um, very, you know, lukewarm. I think that, you know, what we have seen is we have seen, you know, a bit of government reaction and, and, and statements that are slightly above moderate, you know, in condemning these attacks when other countries began to react against, or, I mean, against South Africa. You know, for what we saw happening when we started to see attacks in Mozambique and Zambia and, and Nigeria. I mean, this is what we saw. And then ultimately we saw that, okay, you know, government started, you know, to react. Then we saw envoys being sent out of the country to talk to other countries to say, look, you know, look, this is not what we are. We go, we, we, we want to deal, we want to apologize for what has happened. So, in, in all fairness, um, I will not take uh, account, you know, for what other people are saying, but we know that people have got, you know, uh, that the freedom of the right to freedom, you know, of expression and freedom of speech to express themselves the way they want to, just in the same way that you are expressing yourself and you feel that it is wrong for people to paint, you know, South Africa with such a, you know, a brush because you think that the government has not done that or you think that, you know, migrants have not been killed or they have no right, you know, to go there uh, to an international body like the United Nations and portray South Africa in the manner that it has been portrayed. Unfortunately, I, I think you're one of those maybe few people that see it moderately that, you know, the death of migrants is not anything that uh, should cause such an alarm that people should complain about because we do not have the figures and the statistics to show that how many so far have been killed in comparison to South Africans when we all know that the shops that, you know, have been targeted mainly and the people that have been, you know, killed and the messages that have been going around that we have been sharing have been targeting migrants. So we should be modest about it. We should sit down and go under tables and not stand on top of tables and say, please let us stop killing migrants. We do not condone the killing of South Africans either during criminal activities because we are saying crime is crime and it should be dealt with, you know, in terms of the law. And if the people that have gone out and express themselves, you know, about, you know, uh, these uh, attacks and what government is that right. have committed just, the law. Dr. Smanda, I'm assuming. Dr. Yes. just hold the thought. Um, I'll take a break and come back. You can continue after that. Just hold on. Okay. Hashtag SAFM Headspace. Having taken note what Dr. Sabanda has said about me directly, I will respond to that. But for now, let's give Dr. Sabanda an opportunity to complete his thought. Dr. Sabanda, go ahead. Okay, so I'm saying that uh, when we look at the GBV for the gender-based violence, I mean, we've seen, you know, uh, I mean, uh, I mean, uh, conferences, we've seen people in some cases, for example, you know, like I think it was at uh, one of the hotels next to Pretoria, you know, to show the anger that people are feeling, again, I mean, you know, towards the attacks that are perpetrated on, 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 on women. You know, people going there dangling, you know, Andy's going naked, just to show how, you know, they feel, you know, so strongly and, you know, uh, I mean, express themselves again as that. I mean, we also have, you know, listened you know, to the statements that were given, you know, in Cape Town and thereafter in Sankin when we had a match, you know, when women basically were expressing themselves against the attacks that are targeted women in different and various places, you know, in life. Now, I'm not sure if, I don't know, maybe there's no love lost between you and migrants, but one thing that I am picking from what you are saying is that migrants should not say anything. They should not express themselves. They should not go to the United Nations, you know, High Commission on Refugees, which is an international body which has a responsibility to protect refugees, to go and lay their displeasure and complaint against the continuous killing and looting of property and, 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 and you know, uh, uh, attack on their lives, that they should just sit down and not say, but look, the attacks that we're seeing here, the way that we interpret this is strictly that the government, if it was not in support, would have seen strong action coming from government. 
I do not think that I, for one, I would think that there is anything wrong with that particular statement which you said you are saying the bad thing. I think that statement is right on point, and I think that statement is actually describing how people feel and how they can marry or let that stand toe-to-toe with the response that has been coming from government. The people have not said it under the table. They've said it, you know, at the top of their voices in a meeting that we had yesterday. They repeated the same sentiments because they feel so bad. I've been looking at photos that some of them are carrying that they had. We have, you know, people that have lost families and if these people are not allowed to be enraged at an action which shows one of the heinous crimes of murder where people are killed by being bent alive i don't know then uh, where their outrage should be basically directed to all right all right um dr husband i want you to take note that i've given you opportunity to speak and uh, uh i have not interrupted you say for going to the break and then we came back and you continued and you made statements that are not true and um, um, I want you to take note that when I respond I'll be responding directly about statements you've made about me that are not true and about this show that are not true and what has just happened in this conversation ever since we started talking that are not true the main focus of our conversation Dr. Saband is to establish truth not to censor anybody but to establish truth and the statement that I've read that you have just reiterated, you agree is on point, I'm still stating that it is not true. This is a statement. They are killing people without any concern. They know that their government is supporting them. Full stop, close quote. I'm saying that statement is not true. You're saying it's on point? We'll engage in that. First, I want to take some calls for you, Dr. Smond. Let's go to Zingis in Cape Town. Zingis, good evening. Engaging with Dr. Sebanda, I don't know, uh, it's a waste of time and a waste of training energy because the very same guy and uh, his uh, team, they were invited by uh, Dr. Naledi Pando and uh, he came, he was invited on Masichaba's show and he came there as negative as he is now. And with the braveness of justifying when the foreigners are, 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 are piling, what you call, beating up the police uh, with stones and stuff like that and say the foreigners are protecting themselves. So you will talk and talk and talk to that guy. He's senseless uh, and uh, he's uh, in Corsa. They say, because now what these guys are doing is that they are trying to tarnish the, the South African brand wherever, the, uh, what you call in the UN and stuff like that, by selling this false information that he cannot agree to. Because you keep on reading him this statement. He's not agreeing, and instead of he's diverting you to another, what you call, topic. And uh, this guy, can you ask this guy how many, what you call, I, 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 uh, foreigners? involved in any crime in South Africa? Are they selling drugs? Um, are they selling counterfeit goods or something like that? And you're staying far away. If you and I, I'm staying in a township here in Fulenegab, we are staying with Ethiopians. We can even speak their language. We can even speak his language. Shona. We can even greet him in his language. We, that's how we've embraced them as our brothers. But them 
They've got this thing of when they speak about South Africans, as if they are not xenophobic themselves and he's a Zimbabwean guy. And then the the stories that they can tell you about the Shonas in Zimbabwe, but we're not there tonight. That guy, man, is disgust me because what he does is lie, 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 lie. I'm disgusted by him. Those, even those who are here in Cape Town, those are drama queens, even if you can speak to an ordinary guy who's a foreigner living peacefully here in South Africa, go just randomly put my because I deal with lots of Ethiopians. I deal with, my business actually deals with Somalis. And I, I, I engage these guys and ask these guys, guys, what do you guys think about these guys that are staging whatever they're staging here in Cape Town? wanting to be deported wherever they want to. Those guys will tell you, the Ethiopians now, they will tell you these people are drama queens, that whatever they're doing, it's not making any sense. And it's stupid. And uh, to have that guy there, uh, what you call, defend those people, it's disgusting. Put my ankle for taking my call. It's disgusting. All right. Um, all right. Um, I'm going to ask this. We, we, we try and contain our emotions. I understand this is very inciting. It's very exciting. But let's contain our excitement. Um, uh, let's, try and to be, let's try and be as cerebral as possible. Let's not yield to that temptation of mudslinging, please. Let's go to Dow. Dow is in Johannesburg. Good evening, Dow. Good evening. How are you doing? Well, thank you, Dow. How are you? Thanks, Naya. Hmm. Naya, let me start from you. I'm going to support you that the guy is a liar, not because I'm a South African. I have foreign friends, and uh, I don't believe that the government has ever said South African, they must kill foreigners, and they are supporting South African. It's very wrong. If he's a doctor who is a confused doctor, he must not come here without information. He must just answer questions. And uh, you can even hear when you talk to him, he's very disrespectful and very arrogant. So he must be humble, he must humble himself and come with information. He must not make statements without a valid point. He must come with evidence of those statements. He cannot come and lie on and divide Africans. This kind of language is the language that caused most of Africans to run away from their country because people were using wrong information and they influence and incite violence and fight among each other. So he must not come here without information and, you know, he must just come out facts and fun. He's a doctor. He must not be a doctor who's a liar. He must come here and talk facts. Thank you very much. All right. Thank you very much, Dow. Let's go to Dan. Dan is in Cape Town. Good evening, Dan. Hello, Naya. Naya, my blood is boiling just listening to this man. Uh, we've been the most friendliest uh, nation in this whole of Africa. If you go, if he's, he's counting statistics, how many of our people are dying every year compared to the people of the day of people? If they feel our country is so dangerous, why don't they go back to their country, come and tarnish our country's name because we send a convoy to go and sympathize with them when a few of them die? I mean, one, one person dying is too much. But they mustn't come and come and tell us that, that uh, South Africans are killing them. We are living with them for over 55 million. They're talking about 10 or 15 South Africans that are criminals that are attacking them, and now it's all of us. Now it's all of us. So let's go to their countries and let's go see how many South Africans have opened up businesses there in, in their communities. Yes, yeah, millions of South Africans are living with them amongst us. But a few of them get attacked and then it's all of us. But right now, my sympathy, I don't sympathize with them anymore. 
they, they must go back to their countries uh, now, because they are just to come and what is they, they each want to have a policeman uh, walking beside them now is that what they want because I'm a truck driver and I, get, I also got attacked more than three times I've been attacked but it's not because I'm 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 I'm, I'm, I'm thinking it's because of what happens when people people are fighting for for, 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 for for basic things and whatever and then they attack us on the road not because I'm a, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a, they don't go asking the truck driver are you a foreign or whatever they attack all of us so you mustn't come and generalize and, and paint us with a, with a brush. They know we all are complaining about our, 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 our violence and the crime in our country. But it doesn't mean now that they, must, they, they have the right to come, and, to come and put salt on our souls. We are not here killing them. They, they must go back to their countries and go, stop coming to tarnish our country's name. Thank you, Nae. Thank you, Dan. Let's go to Port Elizabeth, London. Good evening. God. Yes, Doc. I got this quote from somewhere now. Maybe you might know the author. It's not me. It goes something like, have malice for no one and charity for all. Nice quote, now. And now, as you know, anger is one letter short of danger. You know, So it's not worth it. And I'm not going to pour petrol over paraffin. Now, that corner from Fulham, now, would be better place than me about that Waldorf building. Mm. I know where it is. There is a police ombuds there, and our Fusipigoli used to be the head in that Waldorf building. It is in St. George's Street or St. George's Mall in Cape Town. Anyway, now I don't know how many areas have been to Cape Town. I'm trying to dispute the figure of 1,000 foreigners. It can't be. Now, if you go to Waterfront, virtually all restaurants, not some, all restaurants, I won't mention names, I can if I want to, but I won't give them free time. All restaurants now in the waterfront, most of your waiters and waitresses are foreigners, okay? That's just the waterfront. You then go to Belleville, okay, next to the station. The people who are doing hair there, saloons, whatever, most of them are foreigners, right? Whether they are from TRC, from whatever, it's not a here nor there. You then go to Long Street. I used to be a manager there in 94. Very quiet place. Not anymore, right? There are foreigners there that are known that are selling drugs, right? In various areas. There can be internet cafe there and, you know, some other activities happening, right? And the police in that Cape Town area, the guy from Freeman will know about this thing. The police, not all police, obviously, the corrupt police, as Sullivan will say, they are in the pocket of these foreigners who've got the money. So we are not supposed to paint the brush of everybody, right? Now, what I just two foreigners that have been killed or four, right? One death is one too many, okay? But then let's, let's stay away from high peoples. They're not helping anyone. In 2008, before I drop, in 2008, I met the then Minister of Safety and Security when this uh, xenophobia of Afropopia started. I asked him for at the airport in Cape Town. What are you doing about this thing? And he said to me, he's just arriving from Jobek and they are busy with the, you know, security cluster to deal with the problem. Comrade, don't worry, we are on top of it. So therefore, it is not true what you've quoted now, right? That there's that sentiment of the foreigners saying the government is supporting them being killed. You must remember now, there are hawkers in Belgium, hawkers basically all over Cape Town. And in Ghana, hawkers of other countries are not allowed. 
in Cape Town, Fort Reke, and one of the guys called William used to tell you from the airport they are not allowed to have their Ubers or blah, 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 right? I was in Cape Town in January, Naya, the whole week, Monday to Friday, all Uber drivers, it could be coincidence, were driven by people from Zimbabwe, right? So let's let's go away from this Afrophobia type of thing, Naya. We are allocentric and we are Afrocentric in our point of view. So to Zibanda, with the utmost of respect, he's going to be circumspect and not be combative, petulant, and chattering to be down and road. Now, a very good evening. All right, thank you very much, Node. Dr. Zibanda, would you like to respond? I think um, one thing that is very important is to note that um, after the interpretation, when people interpret a situation the way they interpret, we have said uh, when the police, for example, has responded, I mean, we have commended, for example, in, in Sunnyside, when the police prevented a clash, you know, between uh, migrants and, 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 and uh, taxi drivers when they wanted to go there. I mean, we, we, we have been interacting with the police on a number of occasions, you know, and we have received very, very good, um, you know, for example, response. And now we are saying that uh, we've not even said that, you know, South Africa as a country, all of it, for example, is xenophobic. But what we are saying is a situation, you know, when a situation No, Dr. Takes Somalia, place, be, be honest. You, you, before what, we went to the break, you said the statement I have been objecting to is on point. Yes, and I'm that statement, that. but now you're saying that you have not said South Africa is is doing this. No, 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 no I'm, not, I'm saying that. I'm not saying all South Africans. Now you want me to qualify? But I'm that's, qualifying. That's what the statement says, Doctor. People Dr. are Spand. being attacked in South Africa, right? Doctor Swand, let's be yes. honest. That's what the statement says. I want to read it to you again. I'm, re- I'm repeating this because it is of utmost importance. Because when I respond, I want you to understand what exactly it is that mm-hmm. is causing all this. It's this statement says, "quote They." are killing people without any concern. They know that their government is supporting them. Close quote. Who is they? Now, that's my issue, Dr. Sban. That is my issue. And hold on, hold on, Dr. Sban. Hold on, Dr. Sban. This is what all these callers are saying to you. And that one caller that called from, uh, I think it was Cape Town, if I'm not mistaken, Dan, saying that you cannot say 50, out of the 57 million South Africans, because of the criminality of a few, therefore you're going to say they and their government. It is not true. And that's why I'm saying to you, in your response, be honest, Dr. Zabanda, because this statement is what I'm objecting to as incorrect, inaccurate messaging. You can and you should be entitled to protect your rights, to be safe. But you cannot and should not lie all under the auspices of, I feel. Your feelings don't amount to truth. So you can respond, Dr. Zamanda, to the calls. But you have said that the statement is on point. Yes, and I keep on it saying is to you, it is point. not. It is, saying they, it is referring to people that are attacking them. It doesn't and say we that. we cannot say, Mark. reading that statement, we say that that statement has particularly said all South Africans. It says they, it's referring to people within the community, the South African community, that is attacking migrants. And, and, the and po- when they feel that, you know, for example, I mean, look, I mean, I think we're going to split hairs really about semantics here, because the issue is, I mean, we all know that, you know, a statement, for example, that is said, a statement can be said, and all statements are contextual. 
and the context that is being spoken, even when we say that here, for example, their government has done this, and I'm saying government has not responded, you must realize that there is Department of Social Development, there is Department, you know, of Basic Education that are not involved. You know, those are another sections. I mean, or departments of government that are not involved in dealing, you know, for example, with intervening and dealing with these issues that should not even say those statements. But when somebody says they and their government, they are talking about that arm of government that should be dealing with those issues that is not dealt with those issues. And surely, I mean, we cannot really scale down to say, let's go down and say, okay, let's say uh, this department or this, this and that, you know, let's, let's remove certain sectors so that we can qualify this statement. But the issue is, we're talking about something that is not, you know, it is not seen to be human, something that is antisocial, something that is anti, you know, uh, I mean, you know, human rights of a particular group of people. And when people should talk about that, we expect them now to say, okay, let them take, you know, grammar lessons, you know, dictionaries, and try and qualify each and every statement. I think if we're interested in justice, we will be saying, let us look for a wrong here and deal with that wrong. The conversation that you and me should be having and everybody else is, there are ills that we do not want in our community and society and these ills must be completely eradicated so that we can see people in Africa living right. harmoniously together Spand, without have, killing each other. I, I have to take a break. I'll respond to you when I come back after the break. Stand by. Call SAFM right now, now on 0891-104-207. We're concluding our conversation with Dr. Sibanda, and I do apologize if I sound deflated. It's it's the level of dishonesty that has just drained the energy out of me. Dr. Sibanda, you you said I am uh, not appreciating the value of life of these African brothers who are now clamoring for their lives. You said um, I'm censoring their right to express concern when their lives are in danger and yet at the very beginning of our conversation I did say that we want the messaging to be correct truthful and accurate while our Constitution enshrines and protects recognizes the rights of all to be safe and kept safe but we need to be honest at what point which point of our conversation did I say these brothers should not stand up for their rights. Which point did I censor them and say they should not speak up for their rights? At which point did I not value their lives, Dr. Asmand? Can you quote me verbatim what it is that I said that can be distilled to conclude that I don't value their lives, I am censoring their right to express their dissatisfaction, and that they should not speak. Quote what I said, Dr. Swan. Exactly at the point when you say that, for example, it is a lie, you know, when they say the statement that, that they said they are killing us and, you know, their government. You are actually saying you want to become, you know, a grammar teacher, mark exactly every word and not look at the message behind that. What is the message that is being said? You know, we have got individuals. Every individual is allowed and is entitled to express their opinion, you know, to, 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 to think about it and to look at the situation, analyze it and read it 
in how they understand it. And when we then stand up, when people read from a generic, a very basic action that we can all read and say, but this is exactly what this means here. And then we want to take away the right from them to express themselves clearly to say, if here there is no commensurate action, this is what this problem means. That's why I'm saying when you say that and, you know, you say that, no, you have not censored, you're not trying to censor anybody. I think that, again, that becomes quite unfortunate because, I mean, you, 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 you at, at first, remember, you were saying, what do I say? Are these statements, you know, that these people are, 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 are true? You want me to qualify statements that are not said by myself, that are said by other people, and you're pushing me to do that. And I'm saying, I will honor and my own, you know, a statement, and I'll take accountability for them. I will defend and explain where I need to, and I will acknowledge where I, I, I am wrong. But the truth of the matter is, we should allow people to express themselves. And in these circumstances, we are talking about circumstances where people have been killed in the most brutal forms of death. I mean, we saw, for example, this Tole issue, one of the most outstanding cases that we saw taking place in Katlehong. A young man, I mean, a, a, I mean, a, a, it's a 35-year-old who died leaving a six-week-old baby. With, with respect, Dr. Svanda, I, I, I had asked you a question. You seem to have digressed again. Okay. All right. Have I answered you or do you want me, uh, you, you have not gotten um, the answer you want me to, to try again? All right. If that is your best answer, that's fair and good. I'd like to remind you, Dr. Svanda, that these conversations... When they go on air, they are recorded. I'm happy oh, yes, that you have sure, that I'm happy that you have stood by what you said, and I appreciate you coming through and talking to us. We appreciate your time, Doctor Spand. Thank you very much for inviting. I really appreciate the time as well. Doctor Fosumuzi Spand is the chairperson of the African Diaspora Forum. It's 13 minutes before midnight.